Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Old comers, newcomers, wet comers. This is Nick's Nonfiction. I'm Nick Munez. This is a program where every Tuesday we get a little bit smarter, laugh a little bit harder. Today on the show, we have got Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Got a few announcements. It's the top of the year. I'm holding so much back. So much energy to give you. So many good quotes to go along with this book. But we got three things to say. Number one is pertinent there. I'm done trying to be a teacher. Last year was when we started the quotes in every single part of the book. Thesis, antithesis, synthesis. It's enough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't change people's minds. I tried for a year. I've learned. And like for the Patreon, that's where we're pushing the boundaries of human thought. The smarter you get, the more you start to destroy people's beliefs. And I'm not trying to do that. We're just fucking chilling in the dorms this year. You can see we're in space. I hope you like the cover art. Announcement number two, I'm gay. And announcement number three, this one's not a bit. For the Knickers, I am proud to proclaim the Knicks Nonfiction Scholarship. I will Venmo a whopping $69 to any past, present, or future student who sends me a three-paragraph essay. Past, present, few, anybody. Just send me an essay. <laughs> it has to be coherent, okay? And at the end of the year, next December, I will give you a day's worth of my life at the liquor store. Don't waste it! That's what you want to hear when you get a gift from someone. You better not waste it. <laughs> Those are the three announcements. Seriously, I'm happy to be here with you guys, the Knickers. I'm more than happy. I'm fucking overflowing with gratitude. So I'm here to give you guys some funny, some knowledge and um, some motivation. That's going to be the theme of today's show. Every week we've got a different theme. But this is straight brotivation, dog. I'm training people from the liquor store. You can imagine how depressing of an environment it is. People coming at the rock bottom. There's two guys I have that... I, like, I can tell where the energy is now when someone's ready to put the work in. It's the, one of the most beautiful things ever. <laughs> That's the energy of the show, bro. Like, I can't afford to give you $69, but I care more about growth than I do about money. So let's go, people. I'm so excited for this year. I got some quotes going here. In Meditations, Marcus Aurelius writes about the only genuine accomplishment in life is to master one's self. Okay, I think I heard Plato say that. The first and noblest of all victories is to master oneself. See, I know too much. It's more fun when you hear it for the first time. The happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. Waste no more time arguing what a good man should be. Be one. This shit has been said a billion times. I will do it for you in a funny voice every Tuesday morning. Until we have enough followers so I can do stand-up. <laughs> the object of life is not to be on the side of the majority but to escape finding oneself in the ranks of the insane. It is not death that a man should fear, but he should fear never beginning to live. Yeah, baby! Let's go! 2023, I'm so ready! <laughs> we are going to start Meditations by Marcus Aurelius after a few more fire memes. About the author, Marcus Aurelius. We're also switching up the visuals. So instead of doing chapters for this book, it's a 12-book book. 
I'm going to play Assassin's Creed, some sort of a gameplay to keep you guys entertained. But anyway, comment if you guys want the chapter style back or if you like some gameplay footage. Patreon.com slash the niche. Harry Schwant on Instagram. You have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. All day, baby. Marcus Aurelius Augustus was born in 121 at the age of 12. He was taken into intensive training for 28 years on how to be a ruler. He was the last of the five good Caesars. You know, the ladies, they call me the little Caesars because I got hella bread and low quality meat. <laughs> Opposite in real life, all meat, no bread. <laughs> Marcus, five emperors, was co-emperor of Rome 161 to 169. Nice. And then he ruled on his own for like 20 years. Commodius was his successor. And that guy was responsible for ending an 85-year run of stability. I think I've taken some runs longer than 85 years on the commode. <laughs> what did Marcus Aurelius say to the stripper? Damn, girl, you've got some epic titties. <laughs> 12 books, rapid-fire format, coming right up after a few memes. Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, book one. First dip of the new year is in. Ooh. He starts this one with a fucking Oscars speech. From my grandmother Varus, I learned good morals and the governing of my temper. Forefathers, brothers, peers, mentors. Da -na 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 -na. See, they're playing him off at the Oscars. These peers founded a personal sense of moral, ethical, and reverential honor. Big stoic takeaway. You could learn from anywhere, anything, anytime. Even if someone's dumber than you, you could still learn a fuck ton from anybody. Intelligence is learning from your own mistakes. Wisdom is learning from others. Most importantly, Marcus thanked his teacher Epictetus, the stripper. He said a strict moral underpinning to his formal question and answer approach led to his wisdom. Question and answer. You're stealing from Socrates now. The why. For real, though, if you know Epictetus' story, he was illiterate. And he was able to teach uh, Marcus wisdom. And he's like, seriously, you could find it anywhere. He interviewed felons, all these guys that were gladiators. Jimmy Felon. <laughs> hey, man, that's something we're cooking. <laughs> Diognetus was the Greek tutor Aurelius praised for having provided him with a good sense of skepticism. You gotta go to the Greeks to learn how to say why. Or go to the Indians to say how. <laughs> Can't stop me. Baucus of Phaphos is listed as a Platonist whose lectures Aurelius attended as a young man. Isn't Bacchus like evil in the Bible? He's, his poems jack me up though, this guy. Let dullards drink the nymph's pale brew, the sluggish thin their blood with dew. For such pale stuff we have no use. For us, the purple grape's rich juice. Begone, ye chilling water sprite. Here burns Bacchus rules tonight. <laughs> Yo. They had spirit. Imagine saying that before you chant, like run into battle. Instead, your football coach spits on you. Benedicta, this guy was a household servant. It was actually a chick that Marcus Aurelius would sleep with. And so this was unheard of as an emperor to say, I'm learning about 
tenderness from a servant. Those people are below us. There's nothing you could learn from them. <laughs> See, I pretended to be high class. It got the king's laugh. I'm not just spamming the soundboard. Another one. Now I am. Marcus was the first emperor to let foot soldiers choose their shields. There's this thing called the pharma, and it allowed them to, like, block out volleys of arrows. It was much more agile. So Marcus knew as a ruler, like, I learned from all these people, I'm going to let each soldier choose what shield they want to use. That's why all the soldiers in their little poems and diaries, it says we love Marcus. Marcus was a man of the people. The first rule is to keep an entroubled spirit. The second is to look things in the face and know them for what they are. Book two, Anger and Desire. His lip is extra juicy. we got to slow down. Aurelius starts off with a fairly pessimistic statement. Sounds like the bulk of his interactions with the military. Each day is filled with unavoidable vexations caused by ignorant other people. The busybody, the ungrateful, the arrogant, deceitful, envious, and unsocial. <laughs> this is like a real stoic life takeaway while he's just being a douche. <laughs> like, get a job where people can't interrupt you with their vexations. I have a question. Figure it out. The most zen men are the ones with uninterruptible skills. A fucking plumber. I'd rather deal with shit than people. <laughs> Quote, they are like this because they cannot tell good from evil. He's talking about interruptions here. Hecklers interrupt. They can't tell the difference between good and evil. I'm on your side. You're an insecure person. Wait, people are laughing. Are you laughing at me? Jesus, I'm on the side of good. <laughs> Quote, But I've seen the beauty of good and the ugliness of evil and have recognized that the wrongdoer has a nature related to my own. It's a pretty fire quote. I kind of chopped it up. He sums it up shorter. He shall remind himself not to worry about them, for they are made as nature intended them to be. So I kind of got to spell it out. <laughs> um, start othering people. You know, this is why Pat Bateman is such a good Sigma character. You're going to become an American psycho. It just feels like it happens at a certain point in your age. You have to, <laughs> like, put the motivational part of yourself, put the stoner part of yourself, and then also other other people. But that doesn't mean be racist and don't learn from them. You see all the nuance here? It doesn't matter. Moving on. Quote, these men were made by God to sin. Ignore them. Or just write stories about them in the liquor store. Like, here's a good juxtaposition from book one. He's saying, these people in my life bought me up. Chapter two, these motherfucking scoundrels are going to bring you down. <laughs> Quote, which is worse to mentally entertain every day, desire or anger? Damn, it's a hard choice. <laughs> like, get high blood pressure from your coworkers or get lost pursuing a desire in a fucked up world. He quotes some Theoprastics, an old Greek guy. While anger colors one's reason, desire overpowers it. Regulation of every act, thought, helps a man avoid falling under the influence of either emotion. It's like mindfulness is the cure to all this, getting lost in one extreme or another. That's the Joe Rogan tip. Falling, you just gotta start collecting wins. He's saying every act and thought helps. You just get your small wins and they start compiling and you become an unstoppable force. And he's talking about some destructive forces here. Anger, 
like desire can build an empire for you, but anger, one act of anger can destroy everything. Instead of worrying about what other people think or do, it is up to him to see his own duty and to discipline his thoughts accordingly. Theoprastus, he was this teacher for Aristotle, and he taught people for free. Aristotle. This guy was the first free YouTuber. He put knowledge out there for free. And then Marcus was like, I'm going to make the meditations free for everybody. And that's why it's public domain. Book three, Timeliness. Aurelius advises, we must make the most of what is to be had in physical health and strength of mind in the present moment. For every time eventually corrodes these elements, either by death or old age. Every second, if you ain't winning, death is winning. <laughs> Bro, you gotta beat death. You're not racing your neighbor who has a cool car. Death is your fucking enemy. Bro, that was a grand slam. Seneca knows this. Where is your sense of urgency? Timeliness? He's getting depressing here. He's talking about aging flesh and inseparable futures. This guy loved Alexander the Great. That guy had the most land, the most riches ever known. He's going for there to be youth. There has to be change. You know, it's some Taoism here. The thing that gives beauty its value is aging. Can't have one without the other. The fountain of youth, if it exists, it's adrenochrome. <laughs> He's given an example. He's calling people bakes of bread. While this disfigurement is not ideal in beauty, the slit on the top of the bread, it carries the implication of something good and wholesome to eat. <laughs> this whole chapter is just comparing motherfuckers to bread. Like I said, I'm all meat, no bread. <laughs> the individual man society has a whole man. We gotta get rid of the sourdoughs, the people who are just being douches and on the team of death. Fuck off! This is our year. <laughs> Ends this one about as dark as he started it, about decay. We are a slave to the vessel, which is only temporary, containers of a superior content, of intelligence, a deity. I don't know, man. We're in a vessel. Use it or lose it. And have a sense of urgency. Book four, Rebirth. Now we know we're slowly dying, and time is birthing us back into the present. Man, he's advocating that we stop showing material wealth like the last chapter is get rid of vanity so now we can be reborn i don't care about what i look like i'm just going to be something different if someone is able to show me that what i think or do is not right i will happily change for i seek the truth by which no one ever truly is harmed it is the person who continues his self-deception and ignorance who is harmed fuck that quote was such a banger we're about to change up the flow random soundboard Right, we're gonna like slow it down because that quote was pretty deep, man. Truth has never truly harmed anyone, man. It's just your relationship to the truth, dude. It is what it is. It's only. You control how you perceive the world. It is what it is. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's getting in a motorcycle accident or fucking meditation that got me to this, but I could fucking just wait in a line for 10 hours it is what it is dog one cannot be blind to what is going on around them this is like being a philosopher without clothes 
That was a quote. Kind of funny. What is he even saying? <laughs> You're ripping off Plato's Republic. Like maybe I'm totally misinterpreting what he says. I think he's pulling a Camus here, saying we should be nudists. <laughs> Here's an old one. What's the difference between a pickpocketer and a peeping Tom? One snatches your watch, while the other one watches your snatch. <laughs> the changing of elements, earth, air, water, fire, is like us changing lives. Right, Marcus? Or you could tell us a joke. Herculitis, quote, We cannot step twice into the same river, for it is not the same river. I hate you. It's the same river. It's different water. <laughs> it's right. Embrace change. That's what gives youth its value. That's what gives life its fucking vigor. Otherwise, you're just swimming upstream. Same river, different water. Book five, expectations. We got some memes. We'll start spicing them up in between the books here. I got all the steam, but I'm not trying to blow out your eardrums here. Expectations. Homie is a spoiled king, and somehow he has a better grasp on expectations than anyone in history. If you are distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing itself, but to your estimation of it. And this is you who has the power to revoke it at any time. He says the common good is flexible with the individual definition. So like he's taking the biggest points out of Plato's Republic and putting it in here. Society might not work because people think different. He says one cannot be convinced otherwise of the nature of their own universe. <laughs> It's building on his own point. This is all structurally correct. Do you. That's the quickest way to say it. <laughs> you can't teach people. You can only like give them the fuel to teach themselves. Do you. He says getting lost in the rewards of your daily work is as nearsighted as someone who values rest over work. He's just confusing people here, man. Work is work. Again, with the, it's, it is what it is. You shouldn't let that build up well we should go anti-work man <laughs> everyone has to do it let's take this out of theory i encountered this bitch at the post office the other day people will drag you into their own misery to make themselves feel better like i don't have to explain the situation that explained it enough she was a cunt the only way out of that situation is with ew energy you got to go ultra calm and then you got to act a little bit grossed out and they will eventually level out like bro this is how you carry yourself Okay, I'm, I'm going to be happy to leave. I remember I slid down the rail because I was just so happy to be out of that situation. I fucking skipped down the sidewalk from the post office. I will look in an alcoholic hobo's eyes all day, but I cannot look a masochistic jackal bitch in the eyes. <laughs> no holds barred, baby. Nobody's better than anybody out here. I probably left and she called me a white male douche. If you don't like your job get a new one or fucking hang yourself there's really only two options out here <laughs> i will save all that we have a suicide book coming up but this is the january edition nobody hang themselves we're moving on to book six distractions <laughs> quote ordinary people are distracted by the appearance of things and allow themselves to be influenced by superficial attributes that cause them to praise or condemn others that's a perfect quote. It hasn't aged a day in 3,000 years. Attention spans are the battlefield. <laughs> Tech CEOs, 
they do their silent retreats and improve their focus. Meanwhile, they put you on a four-hour-a-day iPhone loop. We are avoiding pain. This chapter is about distractions. Bro, pain is the best teacher. Coach pain. That's the only fucking coach I need, bro. Marcus says, I think I've talked about it, Karoshi and these other ways to learn. Literally, if you are just not distracted, you're going to start to learn. Siddhartha, these people cost to bear is that they care what others think. Distractions, it's a curse. Marcus, all of this fucking shit. He's gone, there are mental traps. Like I'm saying, just focus on yourself. He's going, the best revenge is to be unlike him who performed the injury. Turning the other cheek. I guess this guy does predate Jesus, so Jesus is a plagiarist. <laughs> Quote, we are all unknowingly working toward one end. So each man fulfilling their individual potential doesn't hinder us meeting in the end. This whole chapter, distractions, man, it's selfish if you just focus on yourself. By bettering yourself, you better everybody around you. Work on yourself. Let's go to book seven, discipline. That's how you're going to do it. Aurelius, he's getting down to brass tacks here. Who cares about his fucking society, man? <laughs> here I will highlight three discipline actions, will, action, and perception. The Buddhists, like I've done the meditation retreats for our new listeners. Think, see, say. Or in Christian, I was raised the Holy Trinity, heart, mind, gut. If you have the wherewithal to care, that's step one. That's the Holy Spirit, man. Then you move on to knowing. If you care enough, then you're like, okay, I got to start to know shit. That's the mind. And then third is the gut. Will to action. That's step three. That's the hardest one that all these books can't get people to do. Can you act on your care and knowledge? Quote, discipline of the will makes it possible to maintain a steady and consistent focus on what it is and what is not. Will is the perspective to keep in mind. You can't lie to yourself is what I'm trying to say here. And I've been calling it to myself like I'm going to the gym. I'm going to go earn some self-respect. Because fuck these vain bitches who don't care about your muscles. They just want your money. For real. It's earning self-respect. That's this whole process that he's trying to say. Get this internal credit system going with inside yourself. And eventually it'll flip. You don't have to think about it. I've read these books on habits. A habit is just when you stop thinking about it and you do the right thing. And that starts with will, baby. Do it. Discipline of action. One can go forward in the moment of each day with a focused attention. Will. Whatever, dude. Don't resist change. Like, go back to year one of the show for all of our newbies. I believed Neil deGrasse Tyson. Year four, I know what I know. And, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson is over on Theo Vaughn's podcast. I'm not going to throw any shade. But you know what you know. And <laughs> here's a very esoteric quote to bail me out of this one. Reality is thus generated by the individual person instead of handed from a superior authority. Neil, Neil, orange peel. A king just admitted it. The highest superiority in the land. We are the ones manifesting the future. The people... Do not let them influence our perception. Book eight. Transience. God damn it. So we're going more metaphysical. What is fit and useful to combat having expectations out of control? 
is the management of expectations. Okay. <laughs> Stop following Dan Bilzerian, you know. I'm saying don't pay attention to your neighbor. I can't find mo more ways to say it without being a douche. <laughs> it's all framing, man. What do I have to do so that I'm not hungry before bedtime? That's what I said to one of my guys at the gym. You eat more consistent meals. Ask yourself the question in a different way. Like, I don't eat donuts before bed anymore. I just eat more rice throughout the day. It sucks. Proactive thinking. While a record small number of men will get to be an emperor, um, only I can do it. That's what Marcus is on right now. Not everybody is responsible with the information. Embracing the simplicities of life is the most noble thing one can do in the end. <laughs> Truth. Book 9, Tranquility. <sighs> life exists in the neutrality between pain and pleasure. Discipline at the perception of what pain is. He's saying the same thing over and over. Do it. F organize your thoughts. I think that's the best way I could put it. And I put it super irresponsible before Patrick Bateman. <laughs> well, organizing your thoughts is actually dangerous because you're sectioning off your psyche. Bro, he says you're a little soul carrying about a corpse. Your days are numbered. Use them to throw open the windows of your soul to the sun. If you do not, the sun will soon set, and you with it. <laughs> Fuck the distractions, bro. We're dying. The sun is setting. Every single sunset, it makes me feel like a little death. Like, my point here is that you don't need to experience extreme suffering to live a normal life. To live a great one. You gotta self-inflict that suffering. He's going, we have so many skills. Like, I've learned this lesson intimately to not trudge through the episode. I used to go on top of the mountains and scream. Use me! Use me! <laughs> it's a little breakdown. Like, I have all this skill and shit that I've managed. What the fuck am I not being used for? I do these open mics and you just go home. Like, you have to use yourself. I was doing it wrong. Use me. You got to fucking self-impose the hardship. And I guess that's just because we don't live in Africa. <laughs> but what do we talk about? Eating donuts in bed? We don't have real hardship here. Quote, Ultimately, sin is in either extreme. It is a sin to pursue pleasure as good and to avoid pain as an evil. That's like a Nietzschean point. Use your regrets. Don't fear them. Use them. I think he put it better, but Nietzsche is a little religious, so it loses people. The sinner sins against himself through the things he does and those he fails to do. Like I'm saying, you can't say, use me. You failed to do something. It's your fault. Boom. It is your power to withdraw yourself whenever you desire. Perfect tranquility within consists of the good ordering of the mind and the realm of your own. Book 10, Soul and Body. This was honestly the worst chapter, going to be the quickest. He was going deep on the city-man pair and how you are a city within. Like, this is exactly what Plato did in the Republic. So, we fleshed that out in detail. If you want to go back and listen, quote, Although the body contains the soul, it is the hidden soul within that pulls the strings, using the tools of the body to express itself. 
he's a non-materialist if you want to go super philosophy on this guy but it was like a hundred pages of his diary so i don't think he was putting his most organized thoughts out there he mentioned xerxes from the odyssey this guy like turned greedy men into pigs so he's going back to that other point before stop flexing who is that for like if you want to motivate people <laughs> you show people that you're in the trench with them whatever book 11 checklist he's starting to wrap up what king is a rational soul he owes himself the enduring property treat your fucking land well your body Happy is the soul that accepts death as inevitable. And now he goes on to his five points to how to cure loneliness. Some actual helpful. Number one, remember the common bond among all people. <laughs> My bit from the transhumanism episode. Do you not feel connected to these people? We're all suffering together. Like if me or the post office bitch doesn't kill themselves, then I think we could all make it. <laughs> Number two. To remember that wrongdoing is often a matter of ignorance. Right, a lot of people don't mean to be mean, they're just unaware. Number three, to remember that one's own self also offends. You're not perfect. Me too. I hate Nick Munez. I hate me. Number four, to be aware that all circumstances leading to the offense may not be known. Again, people are ignorant. And number five, to remember how brief life is. I don't know. I think the loneliness one is just remembering that we're all in this shit together. <laughs> like, that's going to take us to book number 12, the final one of our first edition of the year. There's no name for this one. <laughs> He's ending on the most important point. You got a limited amount of time here. Quote, do not act as if you had 10,000 years to throw away. Death stands at your elbow. Be good for something while you live, and it is in your power. Let's go. Shake free both past regrets of nostalgia and the fearful anticipation of an uncertain future. Destroy uncertainty. Undergo the process of knowing. Just speaking the ethos of the show here, baby. We're wrapping up. What was the point of this edition? To give you some energy. To show you that we are developing. I'm on my way out of the Dunning-Kruger dip, baby. I know what the trap of knowing is now. And again, this doesn't make sense unless you've been through the fucking valley yourself. This show is exponentially more beneficial. It's getting better. <laughs> Times of hardship can take the wealthiest people's riches, but never your knowledge. Seriously, these other shows are giving you some mirthful mercy. I'm out here. That was a nice way to put it. I'm trying to give you a stoic mindset with a couple laughs. With a lifetime warranty. That entire quote, he's going, you can't take away knowledge. Boom! 2023, this is the best show ever. Final quotes. If a person adheres to confidence in his own opinion instead of seeking outside himself validation, then there is nothing to fear from any condition of life and death. Regain your senses. Call yourself back. And once again, wake up. Now that you realize that only dreams were troubling you, view this as reality a powerful start to the new year ladies and gentlemen i'm happy to be here we're gonna keep trucking along next week on the show we have got oh baby ready player one
culturally relevant bestseller. They're working on the second movie right now. It's in production. Like, this book is nonfiction ever since the fucking metaverse came out. Whatever. We'll be there next week. Ready Player One. Do not miss it. And Saturday for the Knickers. Cooking up a little treat for you guys as well. So thank you for being here. There it is. Patreon.com slash the niche if you're trying to go deep. Fourth Industrial Revolution. We're going to have that ready in a couple weeks for the patrons. And then Harry Schwann on Instagram. Let's get a random soundboard effect to end this edition. Oh my God. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Muniz signing off. See you in seven short days. Peace. <laughs>